0: dot com slash Google Teacher Pod, you can search the archive and check out the show notes for each and every episode of the Google Teacher Podcast. Thank you for your continued support, and may the Googles be with you. I'm Steve Maletto from Teaching, Learning, Leading K twelve, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Just like the show you're listening to right now, the opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to the Google Teacher Tribe Podcast. Your source for the latest news on Google for education, tips, tricks, and teaching ideas you can use in class tomorrow. And here are your hosts, Matt Miller from DitchThatTextbook.com and Casey Bell from ShakeUpLearning.com. So, Matt, Jimmy
1: Matt, (laughs) rumor has it that I may be rubbing off on you.
2: (laughs) I don't know how to take this. Um,
1: Hey, you should be uh, you should be really excited about that. No, apparently someone caught you saying w instead of w in your ditchbook podcast what yes impossible impossible
2: <laughs> fake news i'm claiming fake news on this one
1: fake
2: news yeah sarah
1: has has proclaimed it on twitter and i thought it was hilarious i'm gonna have to go like skim the the podcast to go find it and figure uh, out what it was that you said do you okay. know what it was you said
2: I know what she's talking about now. Okay. So the answer to this is yes and no. So, um, in this, in this episode, I was doing a shout out about this really cool animated gift thing you can do in your Google classroom header. And it was shared by Paul West, who on Twitter, his Twitter handle is PW Tech D U B Y A. <laughs> I even spelled it out. So officially I did say it but yeah it was just it was actually like part of somebody else's twitter handle so so i'm still sort of at least calling fake news on this one
1: yeah no that doesn't even count no i will not give you credit <laughs> for speaking texan um no sarah that, no if he's spelling it out in somebody and paul yes i know how paul spells it oh uh, no Mm-mm. sorry uh oh, that does not count sad. we will keep working on you though um however i have,
2: have to keep taking my texan lessons
1: yeah, can you spell W? D- well, do, I, I'm sorry, not it's not spell W. Spell West. <laughs> well, <laughs> did it wrong. Uh, right. See,
2: if I were to spell it, I would say W E S T, and clearly, I have not used the W. Although we did, we did say we were talking about this before the show that even us Hoosiers up here in Indiana will slip a W in whenever you're trying to say W W W before a website.
1: Yes, but that still is more WWW than... (laughs) www.
2: <laughs> that's true. Even the way that I said. Okay, now I'm listening back to the way I said oh, it. Yeah, we, there is, yeah. Okay. There is still clearly some um some Yankee in in that you know and not oh yeah tight.
1: boy my my mama would eat you alive. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. Yes.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's time to move on. Yeah. Possibly let's let's we do a- Lost some
2: listeners. So. Yeah. That's right. Don't leave we're still going to do an episode, I promise. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. We've got some really good stuff today. In fact, we're going to continue on this kind of like de facto series that we've been doing over the last few episodes. We've uh, talked about forms add-ons. We've talked about sheets add-ons, you know, kind of like those uh, superpowers that you can add to your forms and sheets. And so to continue on with that, we're going to talk about docs add-ons today. So... There's some really cool additional functionality that you can add to Google Docs using add-ons. And so Casey and I are going to pick out some of our favorites and talk about those. Uh, We've got some great news and updates to share with you, a couple of good blog posts. And of course, we have some feedback and shares from the tribe. We've got some really good tips that were shared by some members of the tribe that you're going to have to listen to today.
1: We do. We have some awesome stuff. So you ready to get going?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Let's go, W. Okay, y'all, let's jump into some Google news and updates. Now, first of all, I want to say that this is uh, a little unusual for Matt and I because we are recording a few weeks ahead now. And we are not normally more than just a couple weeks. And so when we do Google News and updates, we're usually not too far off from when things come out. So if it seems like we're behind, we're not behind. We've just had some scheduling and uh, had had to sort of jump into some things. But you know there's no shortage of things to talk about and there's always something new to share. So one thing that I wanted to share from the Google blog the keyword blog, was an article about rolling study halls. And so Google has been part of this project to install Wi-Fi on school buses. Isn't that an awesome idea? So, yeah. So in, in 2016, they started this pilot idea in North Carolina, and they're now expanding it uh, into uh, let's see i forgot 16 additional school districts and it's a partnership with Cosin and Kajit, and so they're hoping to really expand this and they've seen a lot of success with kids being able to get some of their um their school work done on the school bus and you know not just work, work, but, you know, being able to collaborate and do all of those things alongside their their friends with an onboard educator. So they're completing their assignments, probably working on Chromebooks inside Google Classroom and making the most of that time they spend on the bus. And I don't know about you, Matt, but I know um, we have a lot of kids who spend a lot of time trying to get home on a school bus. So I think that's a very valuable use of some some funding.
2: Yeah, definitely. I know living out here in rural Indiana, there are some long bus rides. And if you think about it, from the time that kids leave home to the time that they get back, I mean, they're sort of under the care of the school. And so even in that bus ride, if you can get some of that stuff knocked out, then kids can be, you know, like naturally, authentically kids whenever they get home. And so I'm I'm totally in favor of that. I think that's so cool. So, uh, the keyword blog has also told us a little bit about this other neat initiative, this neat, uh, program that's going on. And it's called the Dynamic Learning Project. It's part of a, um, a grant. That Google.org provided to Digital Promise. And the idea is to sponsor dedicated coaches like tech coaches at underserved schools. And so there's this post on the uh, the keyword blog where it talks about this school and how they were able to get this tech coach and how they're doing these co- coaching cycles where they're able to support these teachers and the cool things that they're able to do. And I know that so many schools as they've gone towards oh, you know more towards one to one or bring your own device how having somebody who's a dedicated person to helping teachers make the most of that technology how huge that's been um how important it's been to the success of those, uh, technology initiatives. And then for some school districts, it's just not possible. You know, when all of the priorities are weighed out, it just doesn't happen. And so I think this is a really neat program. Um, so we'll have a link in the show notes about if you're, if you're interested in getting some more information about this and, um, seeing how maybe your school or school district could fit in with this, you could totally check that out.
1: All right. We have one other update that I wanted to share. And this is, this is sort of a quick update, but I think this is very useful. So they've actually updated what they are calling the access checker inside Google Drive. And so what this is going to do is make it easier to share files through Gmail, calendar, and all of the other G Suite apps using the access checker. So when you send an email, a calendar invite, or other communication that includes some type of drive file, the access checker automatically looks to see if the people you're sending the message have permissions to view the file. And if they don't, it's going to prompt you to change those permissions. Isn't that handy? So Um, This is going to help it help you make it easier to see who is still like waiting for access. It's going to support more file types in Drive and in Team Drive. And you're going to be able to share directly with those who need access. So, you know, as much as we love the ability to share, sometimes these things get a little complicated. And when you're trying to make sure everybody and with the right email and all of those various accounts that we all seem to have now, um, I think this is going to be. A really great addition here. And as an an admin, the uh, domain administrators, you guys are going to have some special controls over the access checker as well. And so actually, I think you should begin to see this by the time this episode release releases. So uh, I'm pretty excited to see this rolling out.
2: Yeah, this This is, this is really cool. In fact, just today, um, I was just responding to an email where someone sent me a document and I didn't have access to it. And so this is, I mean, that's the kind of thing that can catch it. It's like whenever, you know, whenever you leave the subject line blank or if you say something about attaching and, you know, you get reminded, Hey, did you forget to attach something? It's just another one of those little things to, to help. Keep you on top of things, I think, and whenever whenever our, our tools can help us do that, I think that's a great thing. And uh, so, if you want to know more about that or about anything else we've talked about um, in the Google News and updates, feel free to head to our show notes at googleteachertribe.com dot com slash fifty two. All right, Tribe. So we're going to continue on, like we said earlier, talking about adding those additional superpowers to our Google tools. And today it's Google Docs. So we're going to be talking about Google Docs add-ons. This is all of that extra functionality that you can add on to your Google Docs. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with add-ons, um, all you have to do is just look in the menu of Google Docs to be able to find the, the add-ons menu. And if you click on get add-ons, there is a whole, you know, the basically like the, the Chrome web store of all of the add-ons that you can add on to your uh, Google Docs. And so basically you search through those and you can. You can install whichever ones you need to. And so Casey and I are going to pull out some of our favorite ones and tell you about them. And I wanted to start with one that I know a lot of teachers have started using and have had a lot to say about. And that one is KaizenA. So you can find Kaizena either by searching in the add-ons directory, like I said earlier, and it's spelled K-A-I-Z-E-N-A, uh, or you can go to kaizena.com. And the heart behind Kaizena is that it allows you to leave voice comments. Um, now, you know if if you've listened to the show for very long you know that I'm a big believer in using voice typing and dictation and how you can speak so much faster than you can write even even if you're typing quickly and so if you if part of what you do when you grade is that you leave comments on student work then the ability to leave those voice comments can save you a ton of time and so You've got that within within Kaizena that you can do. Uh, What's also neat is that Kaizena is kind of like your collaboration hub, where you can discuss different things. You can discuss documents. Um, You've kind of got like this home base of place uh, as a place for students to discuss their writing. Uh, You can also. This is a neat thing: is that uh, if you've got comments that you frequently reuse, then you can save those comments and then just... Add them, And they've actually got a selection of pre-made curated lessons to choose from that you can insert into those um, comments. So pretty cool stuff. Um, it also allows you to track and rate uh, students progress as they um, that they on skills that they demonstrate in their work. So lots and lots of features. I know when I first ran across this years and years ago, Kaizena was still a little bit buggy and it was not very um, there, there weren't a ton of features in it, but it has changed a lot in recent recent years, and it is a pretty powerful tool. So so that one's Kaizena. Definitely something worth checking into if you leave comments on student work a lot.
1: I love Kaizena. That's that's one of my favorites as well. And if Matt hadn't shared it, it definitely would have been on my list to share. So, you know, there there's no shortage of add-ons to talk about. In fact, we we're probably going to have a hard time fitting everything in. So, don't forget that we want you to share your favorites as well. We want to hear from you and 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 learn about other add-ons that are out there. But the first one that I want to talk about is uh, still fairly new to the add-ons market, I would say. But as a writing teacher, it blew my mind. It is called Raikyuu. It is from our friends over at Texthelp. And Text Help makes all kinds of great stuff. And in fact, I will probably talk about them again. And no, I don't work for them. And no, they did not pay for this message. (laughs) I just love it. So, what RQ will do is auto-score your students' docs and tracks the following measures in their writing: the time that they spent on their writing, the maturity of the text that they used. Wow! It checks. It checks for spelling. It checks for grammar. Punctuation and they calculate a percentage of how many errors, um, how error free it was actually, uh, correct word sequences. And it does all of this awesome stuff automagically. And it will color code it and give you, um, just this, this great little overview of how kids are doing. And, you know, every time I show this to teachers, First of all, I I use the video and I did put the video in our show notes, this overview video. I just like stand back, mic drop, watch this video because it's that awesome. And teachers are always like, where has this been my whole life? Like, this (laughs) is just one of those things, especially if you're a writing teacher, because Assessing writing is one of the most time consuming things, and um, it can be really difficult to to give students the the kind of feedback that they need and to find that much time and then figuring out how to do it all electronically. Anyway, RyQ is amazing. So I want you to go check that out and um, watch the video that is in our show notes at (laughs) www.googleteachertribe.com
2: You had to go there, didn't you?
1: You don't even need the WWW, but I had to say it.
2: You had to put the WWW in.
1: Of course you did. I did. I did. I'm like a did. giddy little girl over here laughing. Yes.
2: I, right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I got to tell you folks in the tribe that right before we started recording this, Casey's like, hey, don't say anything about the show notes. I got this. I'm like, what do you have up <laughs> your sleeve? It was the Ws. I should have guessed.
1: You should have known. <sighs> okay.
2: Anyway, let's move on to another another add-on for Docs. Uh, so this one, this is one that I honestly probably would not have made my list if it hadn't been shown to me by someone in a really cool way that you can use it. So this uh, this Docs add-on is called the Highlight Tool. And basically, what the highlight tool does is it creates, much like many of the add-ons do, it creates this little window off to the side of your dock, and it allows you to highlight different parts of your document in different colors, which is not that different from the highlight color button that you have up in your toolbar, except that once you've highlighted all these different parts, you can actually take this text that's been highlighted in different colors. Let's say you highlighted three or four sentences in yellow and three or four sentences in green. What it will do is it will pull all of that highlighted text out of the document and put it into a table at the end and sort it by color for you, which is pretty cool. Um, And, you know, I learned about this... Because um, Joe Marquez, who we did interview in an earlier episode of the Google Teacher Tribe, he wrote this um, post for me on the Ditch That Textbook blog about what he calls hyper-annotating. And it's taking a text and it's doing all of these different, you know, kind of these different activities within it to help kids understand it a little deeper. and. So he used the highlight tool within that and it, it just kind of blew me away all the different things that you could do with this. So if you could imagine highlighting in different colors and then being able to organize it and pull it all into a table together at the end of the text, that's basically what this does and it does it for free. So that's that's another good one worth checking out.
1: I like the highlighter tool. And that's actually part of what I'm going to talk about next is something else that can collect highlights, but it does like 12 million other things. So I'm going to cheat a little bit and I'm going to talk about a Chrome extension instead of a technical add-on. <sighs>
3: is,
1: that, is that okay? Um, you know, I'm only sort of a rule follower. So. <laughs>
2: right. Exactly. All right. This is like to <laughs> so, ask forgiveness instead of permission. We're going to like... <laughs> Just ask for yeah. permission ahead of time. We're going to try it out. Okay. Yep. We'll we'll allow that.
1: Well, and it's because this tool works like an add-on. So I want to talk about Read&Write for Google Chrome. And, and like I said, this is a toolbar that is technically a Chrome extension. So it works on Docs, but it also works on the web and some other places too. But I think one of the most powerful uses is using it inside Google Docs. And it has this tremendous toolbar now, I will tell you, first of all, that um, I, I bet many of you out there already have this because schools are paying for this. It's not completely free, although there are certain features in the toolbar that will always be free for students. However, it is completely free for teachers. So if you want to go check it out, um, there are directions when you... Uh, go to the get add-ons and you find it, there's directions on how to obtain that for free. But let me just tell you some of my favorite features because this entire episode could just be about this toolbar. And so it it gives you these options. So I'm looking at it over the top of my Google Doc. And so I do have those nice little highlighters. I have four different colors. How many does the highlighter tool have?
2: it's a bunch. I can't remember off the top of my head.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I put you on the spot. Nope, that's okay. <laughs> so there are four different colors and you can gather all of your highlights and put it in a new doc. But um, the highlight tool does a nice little table, too. So I didn't know that. But this is pretty cool. So as you're working, I, I'm thinking like a, a language arts teacher here, but I might have kids highlighting all of their vocabulary words that they find in yellow. I might have them finding um something that is misspelled in a different color. You know, we we can have them annotating and highlighting for different things and then they collect those highlights and actually puts those into a new Google Doc. So so that's pretty handy. One of the most useful uh, and the one of the things that is free for students is the the play button which is text to speech. So it will read what is on the doc to the students. So that could be great if you're sharing something for them to read or if they need to hear their own writing um, to themselves. They can also hit play. So there's a play, pause and stop button in there. There is also a uh, voice note little tool here. So uh so Matt, no 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 offense, but I'm taking your kaizena and your highlighter tool and I'm putting it all in one. Mm,
2: nice. There you go. Hey, if there's a one-stop <laughs> shop, I am not opposed to that. That's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. Um they can also connect back to Fluency Tutor and do some practicing where they read aloud. There is a talk and type feature as well. And they've got all kinds of, of little tools in here. And what um what Text Help really does well is add all of these things that help reach learners who may or may not have some struggles and or disabilities so so these tools are great for all learners, but, uh, you know, I think it's it's a really great toolbar with worth checking out if you've never looked at it. So, again, it's completely free for teachers, and then there are certain features that are free for students as well. Nice.
2: Very good. And, yeah, I've, I've heard over and over again teachers just gush about Read&Write. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely a good one to check out. Now, the last one I wanted to share, this is uh, a little one that is... Can, can be pretty useful in certain situations. So if you have ever, um, created a handout or any sort of activity where students have to fill in blanks, um, there is this interesting little add-on called Doc Secrets. Um, and basically what Doc Secrets will do is it will let you add some text to a Google Doc, but it will, it's almost like it, It's almost like it's putting a little piece of paper over the top of it to cover it up. Um, It looks like a little colored rectangle in your doc. And then when you've added that text to the doc, through the Doc Secrets add-on, you're able to reveal that text at a later time whenever you want to. And they do it by creating a little passphrase or a little passcode or password or whatever. And then whenever you type that in, it gives you access to reveal that text. So if there's some things that you want to hide at a certain point and then reveal them later, then this Doc Secrets add-on could totally do that. So there's lots of lots of fun ways that you could use that in addition, I can imagine, to just you know revealing hidden words in a in a handout. but anyway that's a that's another neat one.
1: Yeah, that one's really fun. I think I, I've seen you talk about that one before, and there's a lot of great ideas on how that can be utilized with students. So, um, yeah, and
2: you know, sorry, Casey, to interrupt you, I just remembered this. Um, I wasn't the one who brought this up earlier. Um, this was in back in episode 21 when we were talking about Google Classroom in the mailbag. We had uh, Lisa Bird talked about using Doc Secrets, and I think that's when I learned about it. And at the beginning, so there you go back their little ways in the Google Teacher tribe.
1: Yeah. Shout out to the tribe. So that's that's where we get all our best ideas.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: I have uh, one more here that I want to share. And uh, again, keep in mind, language arts teacher here, but the EasyBib add-on is amazing for creating a bibliography. So anytime teachers start asking me for one, this is the one that I usually refer them to. Of course, EasyBib has its own website and and things as well, but it does have this nice little add-on and it will pop up the sidebar. And you can search for books, journal articles, websites, et cetera, and then magically pick on, uh, you know, whatever type of citation format you want, MLA, APA, Chicago. They have over 7,000 other styles to choose from. I, I had no idea there were that many, but usually everybody's like, oh, you never find Chicago or you never find, you know, those those random ones. So anyway... Yes. Those of us who ever had to do citations the hard way (laughs) are like, that's not fair, (laughs) but it's, 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 they're never going to have to do what we did folks. They're, they're never going to have to count the spaces. (laughs) They're never going to have to do it that way. Um, These little generators have taken over and that's just the way it is. So we're going to have to deal with it. And, you know, I think that's probably a better use of our time anyway, but uh, what a, a great little tool here for, you know, helping to find that. Of course, you know, I share all the time about the the easy way to cite within the Explore tool inside Docs. So um, just a a quick little review that that's already built into Docs. It's not an add-on, but if you go to the Explore tool and you search for something, you can actually sort of hover over and insert a footnote citation. So every time I show that, teachers are like, what? Has that been there the whole time? I'm like, yes. And <laughs> and then they're all like, What? Yeah. So then then I'm like, then then I've got the teachers who teach, you know, real like research papers in the back. They're like, I need a bibliography. They've got to have a full work cited, whatever it is. So then I send them to Easy So sort of, um, you know, bridging those two guys. Hey, I, I was happy if my middle schoolers gave credit to somebody else for half of the stuff that they did. So we'll just put it that way.
2: There you go. Yeah. So anyway, those are some of our favorite add-ons for Google Docs. And if you have your own Google Docs superpowers, so to speak, any add-ons that you use, we would love to hear which ones they are and how you use them. So of course, please do tweet those out to us on the GT Tribe hashtag, or even send us, an email or uh, maybe a voice message over at googleteachertribe.com.
1: Okay, y'all, it's time for some feedback and shares from the tribe. That means you. And this is My favorite part of each episode because I learned so much and you guys are always throwing out the best questions and shares and ideas. So uh, this episode was was uh, no, no failure in that department. Let me tell you so. Uh, our, uh, our little voicemail box is, is filling up and we love it. So keep them coming, y'all. So the first uh, speak pipe that we have comes to us from Renee Johnson in Oakhurst, California. And she has a great keyboard shortcut. And you know, we like those around here. So take it away, Renee.
4: This is Renee Johnson calling in again from Oakhurst, California. I just discovered a keyboard shortcut that I thought might be helpful to other teachers out there. So, I wanted to quickly put a file into a student's folder to give them access to a document without completely moving it out of the folder it was originally in. So, after a little research, I discovered that when you click on a file highlighting it, you can use Shift-Z to add it to another location in your drive. Then I thought that this also might be helpful when I needed to add student work samples to a PD folder when preparing for a teacher training just to help me stay organized while keeping student work in its original location. Hope this is helpful to you teachers out there. And once again, thanks, Matt and Casey.
1: Okay, Shift Z, what a great little tip there. And, you know, we're always working in Google Drive and trying to move things around. So I think this was a perfect tip to share with the tribe. So thank you for that, Renee.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And I I don't know about you, Casey, but I kind of think that a lot of people don't realize that this functionality exists in Google Drive, where... I've I've seen people where they'll make a copy so that they can stick it into another folder. But the reality is that all you have to do is use this to add it to a different location and it's the same file. So I really, really like that. All right. Yeah, they
1: changed that not too long ago. Well, you know, Google Drive has been evolving a lot over the last couple of years. And it used used to be a little bit easier in terms of just holding down the command key, but they've changed all that. So this is a great tip. And um, I don't know about you, but my drive could use a lot of work. So I will be using that soon. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Definitely the term hot mess is appropriate for my Google Drive because it is all over the place. So... All right, let's move on to the next one. This is another great share and a couple of good tips by Craig Clement, who is a fellow Texan with Casey. Maybe he uses the word W more than I do.
3: Hi, Casey and Matt. It's your buddy, Craig Clement, RTI facilitator at Garland High School. Just wanted to share a couple of Google Forms tips. First, I always put the same three questions on every form for students. First name, last name, and then class period. In class period, I always do as a drop down question. So that way they're not having to type in the class period. So that way they're not typing in a one or a one ST or spell out first. That way it's all the same. So I do a drop down. Then on the spreadsheet, you can right click in the awesome box, which is to the left of the A and then above the one, just so that little blank box. If you right click there and then uh, do sort range, this will allow you to do two sorts. So you can sort first by the class period column and then by the last name column in alphabetical order. Then the next tip is to differentiate your forms. For each question, you can select uh, the three dots and go to section based off answer. So the way I use this, if they get the question correct, then it'll bring them just to the next question. If they got the question incorrect, it'll bring them either to like a YouTube video or an article or a picture and then allow them to either do the same question over again or a very similar question to remediate those skills before moving on. Um, I also use Google Forms in my admin role and um, helping fill out a lot of my RTI paperwork. It makes my job and teacher's jobs a lot easier of collecting data. Thank you for your podcast. Have a great day.
2: Oh, that is good stuff. We appreciate this, Craig. So, yeah, some really good ideas there with Google Forms. I know, um, you know, the first name, last name, class period, and then the way to sort it. I mean, that's, that's definitely a go-to. And, um, yeah, all, all really good stuff. So, uh, if you don't follow Craig on Twitter, he is out there at Craig Clement. That's with a K for Clement. So, Craigklement, so definitely go check him out. He shares some really good stuff.
1: Yes, and in fact, one of the ideas that he was talking about the how to differentiate inside Google Forms. I have a blog post with step by step directions, so I'm adding that into the show notes right now. So if you if you need if you need a little step by step and a little example in there, we got you covered. All right, I have one more share here. This comes from uh, from Twitter. And so Arcadia Parsons shared this cute little uh, brainstorming activity inside Google Drawings. Actually, I think it's more than brainstorming. So she's calling this uh, the workspace uh, of Google Drawings and using it to get uh, more information from her students and even created a little gif tutorial to help them learn how to use it anyway it's the engineering design cycle so she's going from defining the problem to brainstorming solutions and she's got all of these little boxes walking them through each little step and doing it all inside google drawings and you know what i think people don't realize how easy it is to do this kind of stuff inside google drawings it's it's an unsung hero but it's it's beautiful once you get over the blank slate syndrome it's It's awesome.
2: Yeah. You know, um, and the great thing about it too is all you have to do as the teacher, kind of like she did here, is just put the template out there. So for her, it was basically five boxes with text boxes in them. Um, You know, Define a problem, brainstorm solutions, make and test your solution, evaluate results, and then share your results. So those were the five. All she did was just put a space for students to write for each one of those. And if you want to share that with students in Google Classroom, really all you've got to do is create an assignment or an announcement in Google Classroom. Attach that file and then just make a copy for each of your students. And... It's done. So really, the hard work is done with the students, and isn't that kind of the goal of teaching? Is that the kids are doing the work? And so, um, yeah, that's that's a, a good one. She designed it really well too. So definitely go check that one out. We are just about through this episode, but before we wrap it up, Casey and I want to, as always, share a couple of things that we've found out in the blogosphere or out on the interwebs, as some people say. Uh, Mine comes from my blog, but I didn't write it. This is a guest blog post from the on the Ditch That Textbook blog, and it was written by Jennifer Scott, who is an English teacher in California, and she's also the yearbook advisor. And I, I actually interviewed her on an episode of the Ditch That Textbook podcast. And she talked about how she used Google Slides, actually, her students used Google Slides to design their school yearbook. Now, it isn't a digital yearbook. This is actually a printed yearbook that they created, they sent off to a print shop, and they had it printed all in full color. And it was, if I remember correctly, it was less than $10 and yearbooks can get pretty expensive. I was a yearbook advisor for a few years and oh my goodness, it can it can be pretty ridiculous. But these guys did it all in Google Slides, had it printed inexpensively and it's kind of mind-blowing how this can be done. So she wrote a a blog post about that and redirected us also to her website, slidesyearbook.com, where you can see templates and you can just see their entire process. So if this is something that piques your interest, you definitely want to go check out slidesyearbook.com.
1: That's awesome sauce, my friend. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And I know those, that software is tremendously expensive for some schools. So what a a great little low cost alternative. Uh, Definitely. So I have something interesting to share. And like I said, we are recording a few weeks ahead of time. So I'm hoping by the time this airs that this this is resolved. But we've got a pretty big problem in the United States, um, especially in in certain states and particularly in Oklahoma right now where the teachers have walked out and with good reason. Uh, teachers are, are not are not respected and they're not given, uh, the salaries that they deserve. And, and that's been longstanding. I live very close to Oklahoma, know a lot of Oklahoma teachers and it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty disheartening to, to see the difference between how an Oklahoma teacher is treated compared to other States. And, um, and I know that's, that's true in some other States as well. I'm not trying to leave anybody out of this argument, but, I found a video or came across a video a lot of you have probably seen from from uh, Gary Brooks and G-E-R-R-Y, but I believe he spells it or pronounces it Gary. And Gary is usually giving us something to laugh about. He is hilarious. So um, he has a video that I have used a million times about how we should make the state administrators take the, the standardized test, and <laughs> he has this whole—it's got this great acronym. It's called the WICAR. and it's just hilarious because it's just—it's on point at pointing out a, a big problem. But this one actually brought tears to my eyes. And he did a, a video where it's just—you know—background noise, and he's holding up pieces of paper with words written on it, and basically saying that when he was a kid he wanted to be Superman when he grew up. Well, when he realized he couldn't be Superman, he wanted to do something to help kids. And so he became an educator. And um, after becoming an educator, learned that educators don't get the respect that they deserve. And so it's become the hashtag respect. He's wearing this t-shirt. And, you know, I just want to give out a shout out to every teacher out there, because I'm a firm believer that that teaching is a calling, and that um, you know obviously we don't do this for the the fame and glory of being a teacher, right? And you know how many teachers raise their hand when you say, "Do you spend your own money on school supplies?" We all do, right? Um, teachers do everything they can to help those kids, and we deserve the respect in every single state in this country. So, um, go watch that video. I think it it, it is really enlightening and and just helps support teachers everywhere. And I, I think I think we can all do better. Yeah,
2: I agree. You know, it was it was really interesting to see him with a real serious look on his face because he's usually goofing around. And I mean, this is this is a serious issue and sometimes we don't change doesn't happen until someone makes a stand and so I'm proud to be associated with teachers that are are doing that and we're respecting our you know, our, our free speech abilities and are are taking a stand and so uh, you know hopefully this is this is what it will take so so anyway if you wanted to check those out of course we've got the the links on google slash 52
1: That wraps up episode 52 of the Google teacher tribe. And we had all kinds of fun in this episode. Lots of great things going on with Google and G suite add ons and some really fun stuff from the tribe. Y'all keep that coming. We also love to read the reviews. So if you happen to be on iTunes or somewhere where you can let us know what you think, we would love to hear from you and Please keep connecting with us online, sharing your questions and your ideas. And that's the power of the Google Teacher Tribe.
2: Yes, absolutely. So we will catch you on the next episode.
1: Bye, y'all. Forget the www. Are you serious?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness!
1: Oh, that's another thing. I'm surprised at how many people think that you have to type in like the HTTP. All the.
2: (laughs) I would use that internet thing more, but I can't get the HTTP part.
1: I got the APP all mixed up again.
2: It's the worst. And I put those lines in there, but I always get the wrong lines. I mean, how is someone supposed to do that?
1: I really appreciate the fact that when you're deciding to talk about someone who's not good with technology, that they're Southern. No, no,
0: that's not for I'm going to say. There are people that sound like that in Indiana,
1: too. Sorry, I just had, I was kidding. You suddenly had an accent when you were doing it, so.
2: I could have tried to bust out my British accent, or my, my Australian accent is really, really bad. And-
1: Somehow, I, I can't hear that, you know, mm-hmm. like, you automatically Assume people are smarter <laughs> when they have those.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, More of those stereotypes okay. that we hold. Yes. Relate. Yes. Yeah. I know. That was not yeah. intended to offend anybody, including you. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel some outtakes coming I on. I do here. too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. We better okay. wrap this up before it gets any crazier.
1: Yeah. Is that me? It's That's me. Yes, it's you. That me. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, that's a 16 candles thing. (laughs) My pop culture references go on and on and on. Okay, I got this.
0: Thank you once again for listening to the Google Teacher Podcast Archive. For the latest on Matt Miller, be sure to visit his website ditchthattextbook.com. For the latest on Casey Bell, be sure to visit her website, shakeuplearning.com. And to keep up with me and get the latest in education technology, be sure to visit my website, chrisnessy.com. And I invite you to listen to the House of EdTech podcast.